welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the beautiful Tempe Center for the Arts. How are we doing this beautiful Friday? Woo! Woo! That's all you can give me. That was weak sauce. How are we doing this Friday? Say it with your chest! Alright, I'll accept that. Today, you guys are in for a treat because this is a very, very special show. This is a class content comedy. This is from Rangers from Comics, who this could be their very first time on stage. It'll be a couple times they've done on stage. And there's a couple that, well, they've probably been on stage maybe a little bit too long. <laughs> and speaking of one that may be here for a little bit too long, give it up for the hostess of the mostest, Mr. Tony Vincent! <laughs> Welcome to the fabulous Tempe Center for the Arts. How's everyone doing this evening? Fantastic. We are so glad that you are here for our, uh, for our first show of uh, September as we move into fall here in Tempe. A lot of great shows for you. Let's have a hand for uh, Mikey Veravosic who did the announcements there. Did a great job. I, uh, I heard his feelings earlier because uh, he put a picture on Facebook. You ever look at someone on Facebook? You go, oh my God, I shouldn't be looking at this. It's a mistake. And I, he had put up a picture of pork ribs being cooked inside in a frying pan. And uh, I found that disgusting. So um, They're delicious, by the way. <laughs> should only cook them outside. Anyway, listen, I, you know we're doing great so far. So um, we have a great show for you tonight. By applause, how many people are here for one of our shows for the very first time? Let's hear that. <laughs> and how many people have been here with us before? It's a great mix, great mix. Let me tell you a little bit about this show so you know what you're in store for. You may have been to many stand-up comedy shows before. This one is unique and completely different and a lot of fun. You may have been to uh, uh, down to uh, Comerica Theater or uh, uh, you know one of the casinos and seen some of the best of the best at the top of their game. A Louis C.K., someone like that, you know, where you've paid a lot, like $100 for a ticket. Great experience seeing the best of the best at the top of their game. You may have been to a uh, open mic night, which is kind of like a car crash you can't turn away from. <laughs> yeah, have you ever walked in just to eat food someplace and like a comedy show breaks out? You're going, hey, listen. So um, uh, you may have been to a contest where a friend of yours was in a comedy contest, and you went there and you sat there and held your laughter until your friend was up there because you want your friend to win because your friend is a deadbeat who sleeps on your couch and owes you money. And you want to get him off your couch. But don't laugh till he gets up there because if he doesn't win, he's still going to live with us. So a variety of different shows you can experience. This one is completely different, and let me tell you why, okay? This is a show where this group of people have worked together for the last several weeks to produce this show. They've done something kind of unique in the annals of stand-up that they have actually rehearsed and worked together in a collaborative way. So even if the person who you've come out to see tonight is not the person on stage, there's a good chance that that individual help the person who is on stage to write their jokes. So can you support all of them, each individually, strongly? Can you do that for me? I'm just, you know, I'm happy I'm just uh, standing. Uh, I've been telling people I, um, I was experiencing some back issues uh, recently. Uh, I, I, I'm like, me and Roger Maris and finally have one thing in common. The number 61 is important. So, because um, I'm 61, he had 61 runs. Will those of you getting the jokes explain to people next to you not getting the jokes? Some of you are already having a good time and some of you are going, tell some jokes we can dance to. Good. These people are the designated laughers, by the way. If you're confused if something's funny or not, watch these folks. We're having a good time. Unpucker yourself and have a good time. Yeah. 
You drove down here. Enjoy yourself, for God's sakes. So, um, um, anyway, I went to the doctor, and um, he said to me, they did an MRI and stuff, and he go, well, you have a problem in your back. I said, I know that. That is why I'm here. I, what I'm here is to find out how to fix it. I said, what is the problem? He goes, well, you have a problem with lumbar one through five. I said, oh, okay. I go, just one through five. I go, how many are there? He goes, well, there's five. <laughs> so you see that there's an issue here, and we have to take care of all of them, okay? And uh, so they sent me to physical therapy, which is kind of like torture, you know? I don't know if you've ever been through physical therapy, but if you've ever, like, done any, when you were young, and you did, like, a lot of exercise, where you're like, you know, go, I'm going to jump from this building to that building and see what happens. And you don't make it, but you still get up and drink beer and party with your friends and stuff, you know? Here, with physical therapy, you don't just go, all right, just move your leg back this way. You go, ah! The smallest movement, you're screaming. So finally, they said, we're going to have to give you an epidural. Like, I'm not having a baby. I'll repeat these goddamn punchlines if that's what it takes, folks. There's no quiz at the end of this. Don't write this shit down and go, we have to remember this joke, okay? Experience it in the moment. Okay, we got a guy selling loose joints in a park, if that'll help. <laughs> so I went there and I got an epidural, and now I'm, and I never had, it was my only experience with an epidural was someone having a baby, right? And uh, you all know that joke where the woman goes, I'm just gonna have natural childbirth, okay? And I'm not gonna take any pills or anything, I'm only gonna eat sassafras seeds, so the child is healthy. And then she's in the delivery room going, epidural! And I was kind of like that, you know? And I'm confused, though. If you had children? You did have children. So I have a theory. It's a conspiracy, okay? That it doesn't hurt to have babies. It's just a good reason to take dope. <laughs> I think you could pop them out like, you know, like a, if you were pulling quarters out of your pocket. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. But then you get to take some hard drugs. Is that true? No. No? <laughs> but you look like you're looking for hard drugs, I'll tell you that. Are you guys ready for this show to begin? Yes, you're fantastic. We're going to kick it off right now with an old friend of mine, someone who I used to work with many years ago, who's come back into town and is doing the show with us now. How about a warm welcome, please? Kevin Davidson. Thank you, thank you. Everybody give it up for yourselves for coming out and supporting us tonight. We really appreciate you guys coming out. That's right, as like Tony said, it has been a long time since I performed. It's been over five years since I performed, but believe it or not, this is not the coolest thing that I've done this week. The coolest thing that I did this week is I went on a ride-along with the Phoenix Police Department, or at least I called it a ride-along, they called it under arrest. <laughs> I had no idea there was a difference, but there is, according to the judge. You know, but I'll give you guys two tips to stay out of this situation that I was in. Tip number one, don't break the fucking law. <laughs> Tip number two, don't ever have one of your friends be a getaway driver if he's got one of those breathalyzer things installed on his car. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on, let's go. The cops are coming. The cops are coming. Start the car. <sighs> Don't worry, guys. Jail ain't too bad. <laughs> so that's how you stay out of that situation there. I'm sure you can tell I had an interesting childhood growing up. Growing up, my dad was an alcoholic, always had a beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other. And I remember one night, me and my brother were sitting there with my dad, and my dad looks at us and says, Kids, learn from my mistakes. 
and don't do the stupid things that I do, like drink, or smoke, or sleep with your mother. <laughs> Damn kids. Thanks for that advice, Dad. Yeah. So I also took an interesting path to get to where I am today. I went from working in retail to working as a strip club DJ, and now I'm an accountant. I'm going to be a CPA. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. For those of you that don't know what a CPA is, basically I paid a bunch of money for an education and the only thing that I have to show for it is a piece of paper that says that I'm an asshole. But I'm certified. <laughs> certified asshole. That's right. But I still can't get in as much trouble now as I could when I worked at the strip club. Because at a strip club, you could get killed. It almost happened to me one night. I called one of the strippers by the wrong name. I called Cinnamon Donut. <laughs> yeah. Look, in my line of work, I can mess up on an amended tax return and get a slap on the wrist. But if you call a stripper by the wrong name, they might be calling you DJ One Nut. <laughs> Those stilettos are sharp. <laughs> oh yeah, interesting stuff. But I used to run into girls all the time that I used to work with. This one time I ran into this girl in the grocery store and I couldn't remember where I knew her from. And I was looking at her, I was like, don't I recognize you from somewhere? And she looks at me, she's all, no, no, you don't know me from anywhere, DJ Fingerbang. <laughs> that was my DJ name. <laughs> and then she gave me $5 and asked me if I could play Back That Ass Up by Juvenile. <laughs> I obliged, of course. Um, another thing I like to do, I like to watch a lot of sports, especially football. When I watch sports though, somehow I seem to get myself in trouble. Like for example, last Thanksgiving I was watching football with my mom and the rest of the family and the announcer on the TV was talking about the running back and the announcer said, he's got really good speed. And right away I yelled out, who does? How much does he have? How much is it? Is it really good speed or good, good speed or no good speed? Because I need some really good speed. Got me in trouble. Um, one time I was watching a football game and the quarterback threw the ball down the field and the announcer said, and he's going deep. And of course that got me in trouble with my girlfriend. She looked at me and said, he's going deep, why can't you? <laughs> yeah, that hurt, that hurt. Another time I was watching football and the announcer was talking about the, the running back and the announcer said, he's huge from the waist down. Exactly, exactly. That's when I found out that my cousin Rudy was gay. He's like, oh, hello there, sailor. Very uncomfortable. Oh, another time I like to watch basketball too. One time I was watching a basketball game and the announcer said, and Johnson gets to the rim with the D all over him. Actually, no, wait. That wasn't when I was watching basketball. That's when I was watching gay porn with my cousin Rudy. <laughs> you know, I think it would be cool to be homeless. And let me tell you why. Because no matter what, I would always be close to home. And it would be expected for me as a homeless man to be drunk 24-7 and show everybody that drives by my junk. 
of course, until the cops pull up. Sir, what are you doing? Nothing, nothing, I'm not doing anything. Sir, where do you live? Well, I live right here. But I'm house-sitting tonight and I'm staying right here. He's got cooler stuff in his cart. All right, everybody, that's all the time I'm going to take out tonight. My name is Kevin Davidson. And we're going to keep this show rolling. Right now, we got another very funny entertainer coming out. Everybody, make some noise. Put your hands together for Daniel Krause. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Daniel, Daniel Krause. And I had a pretty hectic day today. My six-year-old nephew lost his first tooth while I was babysitting him, and I was so nervous about handling all the blood. Luckily, I applied a little bit of pressure, and sure enough, my knuckles stopped bleeding. <laughs> In fact, my nephew came over the other day complaining there were all kinds of bullies at his school giving wedgies and swirlies. He wanted my advice on how to deal with them. I said, nephew, you gotta be creative. You gotta differentiate yourself from all the other bullies. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty excited, I just got a new dishwasher. Her name is Maria. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, speaking of which, I've always had a thing for Latina women, but I just got engaged to a mixed chick. She's mixed, so she's actually half OCD and half psycho. She also suffers from a little bit of depression. She's got a nice ass, though. Depression's just from the waist up. <laughs> yeah, you see, my ex-girlfriend had a dog. She was a little husky, and the dog was a golden retriever. <laughs> Uh, I was cutting my own hair at the house the other night and slipped with the clippers. Son of a bitch, my dick bled for hours. <laughs> uh, I remember when we were little kids, my sister and I used to have to take baths together. Uh, that was a long time ago, thank God. My sister and I haven't taken a bath together since, uh, well, since we started showering together. <laughs> you know, because my sister and I, we had to share a room while we were growing up. Well, she was 11, I was 18, but still, good times. Uh, as a kid, I used to always get in trouble with my parents during summer break. You know, my dad would ground me, send me to my room. I don't do that with my kids, because it's summertime, for heaven's sakes. If my kids act up, I send them straight to the car. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have any more children. But we still have until about the middle of the first trimester to ultimately make that decision. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Uh, I thought I was developing a pretty good gaydar, like I was starting to be able to detect if someone was gay. But as I learned earlier tonight, I should probably go back to asking before I just try to give someone a hand job backstage. <laughs> Sorry, Tony, gosh. <laughs> I just finished reading Jeffrey Dahmer's biography, and experts say we should have been able to predict he was going to be a serial killer, because he liked to torture his pets. His favorite was putting his cat in the microwave. My first thought was, damn, there must be a lot of serial killers in China. 
Yeah, Tony asked me to do a clean set tonight. <laughs> Could have been worse. I did this set a few weeks ago at an elementary school for a group of students and their parents. And as you guys can imagine, the kids fucking loved it. <laughs> girl in my department at work got sent to HR because someone complained her clothes were too tight. I didn't think her clothes were too tight at all. If you ask me, I would say, she's just fat. <laughs> Is it ironic that if I could murder anyone and get away with it, it'd be Nancy Grace? Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Thank you. There's a lot of white rappers out here these days, right? A lot of white rappers trying to be something they're not. And I just have to say, as a black man, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> Any sports fans in the house tonight? All right. You guys might appreciate this one then. I uh, recently cheated on my fiance with a cheerleader. You may even recognize her if you've been to one of the football games out at Hamilton High. I know, it's awful for my reputation. Cheerleaders are airheads. I look out in the audience and I see a group of folks that could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you decided to be here supporting a guy like me tell jokes. So all I have to say is, Y'all are one sick bunch. <laughs> My name is Daniel Krauss. Thank you for hanging with me. I'm excited to introduce this next comic because she's a great lady, but more importantly, she's funny. Ladies and gentlemen, Dean Florence. shorts 
talking to me about his boat slip and his yacht. And meanwhile, back in my living room, uh, my little Guido son is having meltdown because his sister, his or her mustache came in before his. So <laughs> that's a true story. I'm not kidding. <sighs> but my kids are grown now, thank God, because I was a horrible mother. Uh, I was vegan back then, I was vegetarian, and I actually did things like cut up cucumbers and tell my kids that they were cookies. <laughs> my bad for those eating disorders that those kids have now, but, ah, yes. And my childhood was totally different, okay? All I wanted to be when I grew up, when I grew up was an actress. So uh, I just wanted to be in the Screen Actors Guild, and I wanted that SAG card. I got it. Took me a long time, but I was so old, they not only mailed me a SAG card, they had to mail one for my boobs, too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, I didn't get married until I was 29 years old, and I got divorced when I was 53. So, when I went back out there, I just kind of did what I knew, which was date 29-year-olds. And, um, well, you know, I figured it worked back then, right? But, no, I'm here to tell you that did not work, all right? All it did was get me some more of those nicknames that I told you about in the very beginning. And uh, the second thing it did was it enabled me to change my spirit animal from an eagle to a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Okay. So uh, The other thing that happened when I was dating was I found this book called The Rules. Has anyone ever heard of this book? Is it not the dumbest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life? No, I'm not kidding. It, it's ridiculous, all right? There's so many rules, I just threw it away and made two of my own, okay? Rule number one, please don't date any man that has bigger boobs than you, all right? No, don't laugh, because, you know, the bigger your boobs are, the more important this rule is, all right? I'm still laughing. Rule number two, Please stop calling men pigs. Men are not pigs. Pigs orgasm for 30 minutes. <laughs> they do. Well, I'm happy to say that I'm out of the dating pool. Um, I'm dating a wonderful man, and I'm not dating him for the reasons that you think I'm dating him, though, okay? Um, yeah, he's nice, he's funny, he's handsome, blah, 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 blah. But he uttered the words that every single female who owns her own house utters, wants to hear, actually, on the first date. He said he was a general contractor. <laughs> now, just, just wait, hear me out, okay? Like, someone wants to run around my house at this point fixing things, wearing a tool belt. That is not just hot, like, that is porn in my world, all right? <laughs> And if you don't believe me, you should see my new kitchen. <laughs> Thanks a lot. My name is Tina. I want to bring up a comic here. His name is, I'm probably going to mess up his name, uh, Avinoff Goyle. Goyle. Please let's hear it for Avinoff. Good evening, everyone. My name is Avnav Goyal. So, recently I did a show, and for the first time, this really hot girl came up to me after and was like, Hey, I got an idea for you. 
Unfortunately, it wasn't that idea. <laughs> she was a little drunk and a little rude and decided she had a few joke ideas for me. Mainly about how I'm an Indian. She was like, you know, you should do some jokes about working in a call center. Yeah. And you know, I like that movie about the kid on the boat with the tiger. What's it called again? Crouching tiger? Well, that's awkward. Gee, tiger, eat the pie. And, like, yep. And, uh, like, I just messed up my set. Papers, report clippings, 
one point, they just started throwing out one-ply toilet paper. They're like, so your job is to turn this into two-ply toilet paper. Make the comfy kind of fire. So I did, and I was good at it, because it was a singular activity. All right, that's my time for tonight. Thank you guys very much. All right, up next is the very wonderful, it's her very first time on stage, Deborah Moje. Hi everybody, as you heard, this is my first time. And I gotta admit, I'm nervous, but that's not unusual because most people's number one fear is speaking in public. Their number two fear is dying. So I figure by doing stand-up, I can speak in public and die at the same time. <laughs> I was also told that I should look in the audience, which is you guys, and imagine that you're naked. That's supposed to make me feel less nervous. Whoa! <laughs> that makes me feel a little better. But um, I'm, just, I'm afraid that really didn't help me too much, but maybe I don't have that good of an imagination. So I was wondering if maybe some of you could help me out and get naked? Yeah? Well, anyway. Honestly, I'm happy to be here. And speaking of honesty, why is it that we have such a difficult time telling the truth? For example, the other day, I was filling my car with gas, and this guy comes up to me and asks me for some money. Instead of telling him no, I told him that I only had my debit card. Well, he took out his cell phone and a card swipe. I ended up giving him five bucks. I'm not using that excuse again. No, maybe it's not so much about being honest as it is having a good excuse. What we need is a book of excuses. We could have an excuse for being late, breaking a date, not having any money, or if a cop stops us. It would absolutely be a, a number one seller. We could also have an app for our phone so we could take our excuses with us whenever and wherever we need them. And, stay with me, we can log who we gave what excuse to and when. That way we're always on top of our excuses. It would absolutely be a bestseller, a book of excuses. I've been meaning to read it, to write it, but just haven't gotten around to doing that yet. So um, one of the places that you may not know that's known for being honest is Switzerland. They have the best banking system in the world. You have to be honest when you're dealing with money. But what you may not know about Switzerland is that they haven't been in a war for 500 years. It's a good thing though. Have you seen the Swiss Army knife? It's not much of a weapon. Maybe you could tweeze someone to death or use that corkscrewy thing. But Switzerland, stay in banking. I've been in Phoenix for eight years now, and this has probably been the hottest summer, probably because of the guy that just moved in next door to me. He is super hot, oh my goodness. But seriously, when it's hot like this, you gotta think of creative ways to stay cool. There's a casino that advertises a pool party, which sounded like a really good idea 
till I thought of the name, Release. There's no way I'm getting into that water. <laughs> it was so hot the other day that I wasn't burning, I was cooking. By the time I got home, I smelled like chicken. My cats were so excited when I walked through the door, they thought I was dinner. I had to fight them off. And they were so disappointed when I opened up their can of cat food. They were still looking for the chicken. And I had to tell them, no guys, here's your food. And you know, it was just a big mess. Yeah, I have cats, five of them. I'm not a cat lady, I'm a cat woman. They usually get along, but sometimes they get into a fight. And it's usually the same too. But the other guys gather around and egg them on. And I swear the last time, it looked like they were taking bets. <laughs> well, I usually travel to Jacksonville for Thanksgiving, and I'll take the cats, but they get nervous. So my vet gave me some kitty downers. Well, I really don't know what they were, but they tasted fishy, and they were hard to swallow. <laughs> but they were great, because I don't even remember taking the flight. I definitely want to take the cats on more trips. Well, guys, you've been great. Thank you very much. And I would like to welcome Mike Crum. Hi. Um, first of all, I'm on a two-hour speech appointment. People ask me why am I always telling people I have a speech appointment. Not enough because I'm on a simply applause. Simply applause. <laughs> oh, you guys. Um, living with a speech appointment is tough. And, um, because things I say don't come out. From, for example, Amasha Ming, me, working as a, wait, wait, step back. What do you got that word between two tires? Thanks. Yeah, so to me, it's a, to me, when I say that, it's a me asshole. <laughs> uh, so me working in a mechanic, telling um, a customer walking, and he, he tell me what do I need, and he said, "Well, you need a new asshole." <laughs> and he said, "He told me, fuck you, man. I, 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 what is on paper? You need a new asshole." And he he told me that. I'm I'm seventeen. I like I, you still need no asshole. So I went home. Uh, we caught myself and yeah, I, yeah. I, no wonder he faking out. Um. Oh, Amasha, your name is asshole. And um, your first day of school or your first day of job. And you you make your boss, principal, teacher, or whoever. I said, Monday Bob, Monday Kathy, what's your name, asshole? 
I'm losing a coffin. And you are engaged. But her son, son named asshole. <laughs> yeah, so she can can see your asshole in the echo stretch. And, um, so anyway, okay, moving on now. So um, I, I want to do a, I'm, I'm very religious, religious guy. And um, naive. So I, I went to church one day um, with a friend. And the fan have have palsy, and he gets seizures, and which is cool now because he has seizures, because he went to church with me and went it. It was good someone, and um, he was having a seizure attack, but nobody came to help him. Because they thought he was that sling a spirit. <laughs> I, I was spinning what's going on. My, because of my speech. They thought I was speaking in tongues. <laughs> so everybody bowed down to me, or us, gave us the money. And um, they, um, the next I got called, uh, um, you need to leave church. <laughs> so I did. But like I said, I'm, I'm pretty not naive. And uh, one day I um, went into a, a dog box store looking for a dog box. And um, Hemingway or one piece, and uh, um, the guy at the counter, he told me that you ain't a dog box store. I tell myself, okay, no, no doctor shoes. Um, so I come up, I drank a magazine, just like at, there were no books on them. In the back room, they have a um, a booth, and uh, I noticed some horse in there, and um, pretty soon some stuff sticking out. <laughs> and I grabbed those two and say, "Stick in the ears. That have a nice tail." My next guy is, I don't have the last name, his first time or two, I think, Boos. Good evening, I'm Bruce Stiles. And let's have another round of applause for Mark Cram. I'd like to thank all my friends for their support in my endeavor. Anytime I told anyone that I wanted to do stand-up comedy, the universal response was, ha, you're funny. <laughs> Thanks, folks. 
I also want to thank my friends for coming out tonight. It's cool that they would buy a ticket when they could laugh at me for free any other time. <laughs> I'm from Claysville, Pennsylvania. My high school bathrooms had a door on the left marked girls, a door on the right marked boys, and a door in the middle marked janitor. And it wasn't until now that I realized how progressive my school really was. <laughs> After all, it's not every high school that has a transgender janitor having a private bathroom. <laughs> Speaking of bathrooms, I had a horrible experience the other day. I was out and about, and I was all by myself, and I couldn't find a bathroom that I could use. They were all marked family. So I asked this fella if I could take his child into the bathroom. <laughs> um, he was uncooperative. <laughs> Fortunately, I have good dental insurance. I don't suffer foolishness very well. There are people who go around and tell you that they'll help you save your hard-earned money. That really frosts my shorts. <laughs> what about money you won in the lottery? <laughs> or found in the street? Do they not care about that money? Does buying a lottery ticket or picking up money make it hard-earned? Don't waste that. I had to bend over the waist to pick up that money. And Maxwell House Coffee, right on the label, it says, good to the last drop. What's wrong with that last drop? <laughs> How do they keep from having two bad drops in the same cup? And why do they have any bad cups in the first place? Some people in Phoenix have grass lawns. From my view, they spend a lot of time and money to grow grass in the desert so that they can spend a lot of time, money, and effort mowing the grass so that they can spend a lot of time, money, and effort being treated for heat exhaustion. <laughs> Some people get annoyed when they get carded to buy a drink. Can you believe it? They should be grateful. They should enjoy it as long as they can. I qualify for senior discounts, and no one ever carded me. <laughs> there should be a law against giving a senior discount to anyone who's not old enough, just so older people can get carded once in a while and feel good. <laughs> what? No way are you 55. Let me see your ID. Huh. Well, you sure fooled me. And insurance. If I have auto insurance, I get a new auto. If I have homeowner's insurance, I get a new home. So, what do I get if I have life insurance? Uh. Nothing. Nothing at all. That doesn't seem fair. But I bought life insurance anyway because the agent told me that my wife would get a lot of money if, if 
that something bad happened to me. Well, I got a speeding ticket, so where's her check? <laughs> you folks know about Fiji water? Can you guess where it comes from? The Fiji water people ship water over 10,000 miles to get into Great Britain, but only 5,000 miles to get into just to Los Angeles. And they have the nerve to say that they're concerned about the environment. <laughs> what are they, in a contest to waste energy? <laughs> What's next, launching water into orbit? <laughs> Drink new orbit water. It's out of this world. <laughs> Fiji Water puts the, the mineral analysis right on the back label. That's dumb. Now, anyone anywhere can put the right amount of minerals into distilled water and make their own Fiji water. But why would they want to? Why don't they just use reverse osmosis water instead? Just like this water, which came from a reverse osmosis unit in my kitchen. <laughs> without the bottle, you can't tell the difference. People can't tell the difference without the bottle. Their wallet can, though. Fiji water costs a dollar and a half a bottle, a one liter bottle. You can find it in the grocery store right beside the 88 cents per gallon store bought, store brand reverse osmosis water. But anyone with a quarter can fill up a gallon jug at the vending machine outside. I don't know why anybody would buy reverse osmosis water, or would buy, I don't know why anybody would pay so much money for Fiji water. Unless they're paying for it with lottery wins. <laughs> Thanks, you've been great. If you've had half as much fun as I've had, I've had twice as much fun as you. <laughs> It's my pleasure now to introduce our next entertainer. She comes on stronger than a garlic milkshake. <laughs> this is Diane Miner, for first time on Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we have a little technical difficulties. 
那种这种。
How much is that? Four hundred dollars? Uh, it's broken. We need to mark it down. <laughs> I love my grandkids, and sometimes I have them help me out in my antique booth. They're not very good at it. It's like, my grandma, like, she wore this at Woodstock. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was naked. <laughs> Thank you for your time. You've been great. I'm Diane Marner. I'm going to bring up a very funny lady, and her name is Kristen Mick. So they come in and tell me 
well, I have a dairy allergy. And I'll say, well, you can't have the dish you want because it has butter in it. Well, butter is okay. <laughs> butter shouldn't be okay. <laughs> These are the same people from high school that let their boyfriends in the back door and said they're still virgins. <laughs> they use butter for that too. So, um, he actually, I don't even think he knows my name. He just calls me Puta. <laughs> which, which means beautiful in Spanish. <laughs> um, a lot of people are surprised whenever they find out that I'm bilingual. <laughs> um, he also likes to tell me, oh, you know boyfriend, you know suck job. <laughs> Um, that's so encouraging. <laughs> You're, I don't have to suck anymore. In fact, no ring, no suck. <laughs> Thank you guys, my name is Kristen Mick. <laughs> Coming up next, very funny gal, Katie Clay. Give it up again for Caitlin. Yep. My name's Katie, and I'm really close with my mom. She's always wanted me to be a part of the important moments in her life. So when she gave birth to my brother, she wanted me in the delivery room. She said that it would be a beautiful experience. And it was. If you consider a bloody horror show and 20 years of therapy a beautiful experience. So afterwards, she points down to the aftermath and goes, See, Katie, this is what happens if you have sex. I lost my virginity a couple months ago. It was my 30th birthday. And I purchased my lover at Castle Megastore on sale. I named him Carlton. Because this is a story all about how I blew him up and kept him around. That was a beautiful experience. And I kept him. Not that you'd be able to tell because I know I probably give off a super white girl vibe, but I'm actually a quarter Nicaraguense. And no, I didn't call anyone a name, so you don't need to worry. But my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, is a quarter, or excuse me, she is from Nicaragua. And I've always called her Abuelita, and some of my fondest memories are of her. For instance, every winter she'd get all the women in the family together to make naca tamales. It's Nicaraguan tamales, not Mexican ones. And it was one of her favorite family traditions. Now, naca tamales are a lot of work. And it's not because they're difficult to make. It's because you have to work really hard not to screw up. Because if you do, you might leave with a severed finger. Abuelita doesn't like it when you mess up her tamales. 
So one time her friend came over to help, and before I knew it, there was screaming and blood everywhere, and I look up and she's chasing her out of the house with a knife screaming, I told you these slices! <laughs> it was like I was watching Mommy Dearest and Faye Dunaway's yelling, no one hang-ups! Except it was over food, and I couldn't understand what she was saying. She has a really strong accent, and it can be hard to understand what she's saying. Sometimes her words come out wrong, and you don't really know what she's talking about. So one time I'm over at her house, and she calls for me from the other room, and she goes, Katrina, I have a chocolate cake for you. <laughs> um, abuelita, I don't, I don't know what you're talking Katrina is your favorite chocolate cake. Do you know it, the white icing? I make it for you all the time. It's delicious. It wasn't until I walked into the kitchen that I knew what she was talking about. There was a very large, handsome black man <laughs> eating my goddamn cake. <laughs> she would say, focus. I'd go over to her house sometimes and I would do my homework and I'd get distracted easily. So she'd yell at me, Katrina, you need to focus. Abuelita, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't think you're supposed to say that. Katrina, <laughs> I can say whatever I want and you need to focus. You need to focus right now. she was talking about, there was a very large, handsome black man <laughs> sitting next to her, and he was supposed to tutor me. <laughs> and my abuelita, she always made me feel very special. She used to tell me I was her favorite of all the grandchildren because I could speak Spanish, and they couldn't. Well, my heart was broken because recently I found out that she's a liar. She was talking shit about me to my cousins in Spanish. So, I took my chocolate cock. I told them all to fuck us. And I went home to Carlton. Thank you so much. My name is Katie.
But uh, now that we got the icebreaker out of the way. So uh, I've lived here for my whole life, 24 years old, born and raised, and I've had about 13 jobs in the past six years. And I realize it's something very good to be proud of. Not really, but I just am anyways. <laughs> and usually about three months into it, I get a little anxious. And after about six months, I get a little restless. By the time a year rolls around, it's me walking into my boss's office, no, you're fired! <laughs> and then I'll slam my two weeks notice on the desk. Didn't laugh at that, cool, whatever. <laughs> you ever have those jobs where you work with people who just take their job a little too seriously? Now I had one boss who would always yell at me, constantly, just, Andrew, hurry up, we only got two minutes! I'm like, dude, relax, we're just paramedics. <laughs> It's not that big of a deal. He's okay. He can still blink. All right, they don't pay me enough. Make him drive us back. <laughs> I had one job where I was a promoter for a bar on Mill Avenue, right down the street. A lot of fun. Get paid to be drunk with people. Uh, but the funny thing for me, I was also only 20 years old. And me, I got, I was working at this all African American club. So, I mean, I was the only black guy that was there. <laughs> but I, I really was the only, only white dude that worked at the place. So it was me, and I was put with this one guy who was a promoter as well. He's about 30 years old, big old ripped black dude, played football and, and basketball in college. And he asked me, he's like, so what do you want to work here, man? I'm like, pick your girls, man, of course. He's like, and I got to pay my mom rent. You know? <laughs> he's like, all right, all right, first lesson about girls in Tempe, listen here. He's like, they don't want you to spoon them, they want you to fork them. He's like, why do you think they go to ASU? So guys like us can fork them, to get your fork up, let's go. And he was very, if you can't tell, he's very just uh, sexual and a lot older, and he just, he was very personal with his questions at first when I first met him, I didn't like that. <laughs> so he asked me, he's like, all right, all right I gotta know what your experience is. He's like, you, uh, you uh, filled a boob? I was like, a girl's? No. 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 Just being honest. No. He's like, man, you mean to tell me you're 20 years old and you never, you never felt a boob? He's like, you ever seen one? I was like, what you think, duh? He's like, whose was it? He's like, my mom's, man. He's like, wait a second. He's like, How did, uh, when's the last time you saw him? I was like, last week. He's like, what? He's like, you're 20 years old and you still see your mom's titties? And I was like, yeah, man, they didn't tell you. She still breastfeeds me. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I had to put on the breast, man. I'm a diabetic. Leave me alone. <laughs> he didn't know that I was kidding at first. So I was, uh, he didn't know that I was kidding. He just paused for a moment. He was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. He's like, call your mama. Tell her we need some cookies and milk. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, man. But he always gave me a hard time, but he, he taught me his ways. Uh, but he, he gave me a hard time about um, that whole joke I played on him, so I had to get him back. So, you know, I was like, hey, Andrew. He's like, what's up, man? He's like, you uh, remember your first blowjob? He's like, of course. I was like, oh, yeah, I had a taste. <laughs> He's like, damn. He's like, I thought you were talking about the first blowjob. I was like, wait, you mean you've had two first blowjobs? He's like, don't ever go to prison. <laughs> and that's all I got for you, so appreciate the last one. Next person coming to stage, give it up for Ryder Manning. Hello, my name is Lyra Manning. I uh, just got back from visiting my family. Uh, they live in New York, New York 
City. And I took a plane to get there, as most people do. But I was really lucky because I was able to get an upgrade to the exit row. I know, it's like, when did that become an upgrade? You know, it's kind of like a lot of things that we deal with now. Like, it used to be you went through a fast food drive through window, you got as many barbecue sauces as you want. Now you see the sign that says, oh, you know, it's 10 cents if you want an extra barbecue sauce. So when you get the barbecue sauce for free, you really feel like a VIP. So when I was on the plane, uh, I was in the exit row, and you know they always ask you the question, are you willing to help out and assist in case of an emergency? And everybody always says yes. You know, No one ever refuses. Uh, and then they handed out the pretzels for the snack. And me and the two people next to me in the exit row, we couldn't get the pretzel bags open. <laughs> so I thought, if this plane goes down, we're really screwed. <laughs> And even if we are able to get the door open somehow, we're going to starve. <laughs> so uh, as I mentioned, I'm from New York. And you know, people think that when you're from New York, you know, you're really sophisticated, and you've kind of done it all and seen it all, which is true if you're talking about seeing a man expose himself on the A train when you're headed towards Columbus Circle. But if you really want to make a New Yorker feel like a backwoods bumpkin, you have to just do one simple thing, drive. <laughs> no one in New York City who grew up there knows how to drive. I didn't start driving until I was 22 years old. And I might as well have been an infant compared to a lot of my friends who are pushing 40 and they still have learner permits in their pocket. If you're in New York City and you meet someone who drives, you'll start talking to them like you're interviewing an alien that just came from outer space. Like, so, how do you do that? Were you born like that? So New York is a great place to be an Uber driver. Uh, I was with a friend of mine, we took an Uber, we got out at our destination, and as we were leaving, she looked at him and said, you're a role model. <laughs> so, um, you know, when uh, I you know, was in New York, I spent a lot of time with my parents, and you know, my parents are older, and I was thinking that they're the same age, you know, contemporaries of our two major party presidential candidates. So then I started thinking about some of the wacky stuff that my parents have <laughs> started to do, you know, as they've gotten older. And I thought about it again, because recently, you know, there was some back and forth between the candidates. Donald Trump was talking about how he said Hillary Clinton couldn't remember her email instructions. Hillary supporters were saying Donald couldn't remember what he said about Trump University. And so I was like, well, you know, I mean, if this is going to continue to go the way that my parents go, the next thing you know, Hillary is going to be calling Donald on her cell phone while frantically looking for her cell phone. <laughs> And Donald is going to be talking to Hillary and trying to remember which one of his kids is the oldest. All right, well, that's my time, everybody. You've been great. My name is Larry Manning. Up next, a very funny guy for you. His name is Danny Garcia. All right, how the fuck are you guys doing tonight, huh? All right, let's pick it up a little bit. Let's clap, clap. I need attention. I'm desperate. Nobody will fuck me. I know what you're thinking. I look like a rejected Tim Burton. Burton, bad. Fuck that one up. All right, there. You go. 
I think I got all fancy tonight. I even shaved my chest and perfect for the money shot. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta pay the bills. <laughs> all right, let's start off with a fun subject. Uh, so my grandma died not too long ago. Don't worry, it gets better. Um, you know, uh, the last few years of her life, all she wanted to do was pass away. She was in pain and she said, I just want to meet God and be over with it. And she ended up dying on her birthday, which was sad for her. But I think it was harder on the family because that meant none of us were getting cake. I like cake. I, don't know. I, I told myself years ago, I, I'm, I'm not going to step back into church. I, I, this is a promise I made to myself. But then my grandma ended up dying. And I couldn't think of a better excuse to get off of work on Tuesday, so fuck it, I went. <laughs> I work hard. I get tired. Um, but it, it, it hasn't changed. It was like a, all, a lot of old memories came back. Like I walked in. And the first thing I'm greeted by is the Stations of the Cross. Now, if you don't know, it's 14 different pictures of Jesus just being tortured, up leading, up, leading up to his crucifixion. For the non-Catholics, just think of the best scenes from the Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. I don't know. It's just, this poor guy, they, they made him carry a cross from one side of town to the other, and then he had to plant it on the tree. But while this is happening, they're just beating him with sticks and rocks. It looked like the worst game of capture the flag I've ever seen. It was good. I don't know. But there, there, was, there was, back to the funeral, there was just some sweet stuff about the funeral. Like, uh, well, here's a tidbit. My grandmother's favorite color was red. And in her honor, all of my aunts and uncles wore red colored polo t-shirts. Which was really sweet. But to an outsider looking in, it looked like a bunch of former Circuit City employees crying over the death of their company. We'll be back. No, you won't. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, overall, I, I mean, the, the, the funeral ended great. We cried, we laughed, and it just made me think about certain things in my life. And just as humans, what do we value? And I got that answer. It's appearance and looks. It's true. Don't, don't ever think that we give a shit about intelligence. We don't. Since the dawn of man, it always has been, which girl has the fattest ass? And which guy could pick up the heaviest log? It's always been like that. Nobody, nobody was having sex with the prehistoric Point Dexter. You know, the guy that was counting rocks, that was learning how to make numbers? Like, there's one rock, and there's more rocks, I'll call it three. And then the bigger guy beat the shit out of him with the same rocks. <laughs> and because of that, now we have the number three. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm just, all right. Let, let's, let's get away from humans. Let's take it to animals, owls and pigeons, okay? Now, did you guys know on the IQ scale that an owl scores much lower than a pigeon? Yeah, well, but everybody loves the owl. Why? Because it's pretty. The owl, it's like a Kardashian. <laughs> it's nice to look at, but it's dumber than shit. And then we get the poor pigeon. I mean, this thing we treat it like crap. It's, it's smarter. Navigation skills, great memory. But we treat that thing just like Stephen Hawking. Look, I'm impressed by your intelligence, 
but if you get too close to my food, it's gonna gross me out. Just... <laughs> <laughs> fucking drooling everybody. Just... Just... Oh, that fucking guy was so smart, he learned how to walk, you know? Oh, that's bad. I'm going to hell anyways. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> fucking drugs. Well, long story short, I I'm just saying, if you guys want to get laid, just uh, put down the algebra books, learn to do a push-up. There you go, lift the weight. Fight a bear, I don't know. It could be the difference between you waking up with a hot girl or ending up with your favorite crunchy sock. Well, speaking of that, I gotta go home to my crunchy socks. So, uh, I'm Danny Garcia. Thank you. Well, coming up to the stage, she has quite the badunka duck. She's as cute as a button, but but she's as fucked up as a Bill Cosby casting call. <laughs> Anywho, give it up for Lee Hope. I'm Lee. How are you guys doing? Pumped? Yeah, I'm so excited that the weather's changing. It's like getting cooler. I'm no longer sweating through every pair of my underwear. It's swampy down there, guys. I don't want to talk about it. And this is the time where every white girl like freaks out about the pumpkin spice latte. Monkey basic. You buy you like buy drinks at Starbucks. I go there strictly to steal their toilet paper. Yeah. Premium blend, 100% recommend it. And they were at my house that day and they are like, this is so weird and creepy. Why do you only have Starbucks toilet paper? I'm like, okay, this is coming from someone who thinks it's okay to snack in line at the grocery store, like a wild animal. Like I'm in line trying to justify that the three tubs of Cherry Garcia I'm buying is healthy because it has one cherry in it. In the corner of my eye, some guy is like double fisting a Pringles can. I'm like, first of all, how did you get your hand in there? Second of all, what is your number? Because that is impressive. But I'm classy. I go binge eat in my car like a normal person. And I'm like, this is so annoying because people like don't even know how to sample the goods, right? So I'm like, let me show you. So I sampled a box of condoms <laughs> with this 16-year-old checkout boy. They were not impressed that I stuck the used condom back in the box <laughs> when I tried to buy it. I'm not a monster, I'm not gonna steal it. <laughs> so now I can't be within 100 feet of a fries. Or a 16-year-old, how old are you? <laughs> you're 13, you're good. A few more years, call me. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm really trying hard to like keep this area vacant. And a lot of older people are like, no, you're gonna want kids. They're the best things that ever happened to you. I'm like, I already have a cat. Super convenient. Bring me a baby that I can leave at home with an automatic food feeder. Didn't think so. Thank you. Yeah. Just stick it in there, eat some kibbles, bitch. <laughs> and they're like, well, if you wait too long, your womb is gonna decay. I'm like, great, my ideal womb is like a carved pumpkin at Halloween. No seeds. 
Thank you. I just really want my womb to be like a Hurricane Katrina situation. Like the levees are down. There's a bunch of black guys looting. <laughs> That's just a dream of mine. Just, uh, I wish, am I right guys? I want it to be like a Superdome. No baby can take refuge there. As soon as I see one, I'm like, no, no, buddy, keep it moving down the slide to the left. No parking on this highway. You doing okay, buddy? <laughs> but I am looking for my soulmate, so I downloaded every dating app. Because I got really bored of like doing the normal routine of like going out and meeting guys at truck stops and gas station bathrooms. <laughs> And it was like super fun. I was like so excited. Cause you didn't know if you're gonna get like disappointed or murdered. <laughs> so I just like find myself going back to the two for one Gatorade deals. But yeah, so I downloaded every app. I downloaded Tinder, Match, Bumble. There was a new one, officially given up. Found some winners on there. And then of course, Rock Bottom which is Pokemon Go. Because I'm like, why am I going to waste my time trying to catch a Pokemon when I'm trying to catch a wealthy, emotionally unavailable 22-year-old? Or a 13-year-old, maybe? I don't know. I feel like I'm getting a bug. Are your parents here? Good. <laughs> so I downloaded Tinder, which is like the premium level of dating apps. And people are like, you can't go on there, Lee. It's horrible for girls. Guys are aggressive. They'll send you unsolicited genital pictures. Uh, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what's the problem? <laughs> you, you're complaining about all those pictures? You get to choose a dick out of a buffet. Yeah. I want all those options, you know? Get a little crazy, go for seconds, try that sweet and sour. Get in that barbecue. I know, lady, you want it. <laughs> I don't want to limit myself to one flavor. And I was so excited to get all these pictures. I was on Tinder for two days and I got nothing. It was horrible, it was just me scrolling through guys' selfies with the duck face. It was disgusting. And then two hours into Tinder, I looked down and realized that my vagina had detached herself and crawled away. <laughs> she was like, oh, fuck this, I'm out of here. So if you see her underneath your seats, don't step on her. Some guy thought she was a toupee once. It was terrible. What was that? I love her. Oh, thank you so much. I love you. Girl, I'm killing it right now. You guys have been so awesome. That was my time. Coming to the stage next is a very funny guy, Patrick Bojanowski. Thanks for coming out, guys. Uh, it's a tremendous crowd we got out here tonight. Um, huge selection of 13 and 14 year olds right here in the front row. I mean, very impressed. Um, you kind of got to know a lot about us. I'm going to tell you a lot, about, a lot about me. I like to sometimes know a little bit about, about you guys. Um, you're the closest, um, 13, obviously. I think that's been established. Uh, how was your day today? Um, great. 
normally it's the polite thing to do is when someone asks you how your day was, is to ask them how their day was. <laughs> it's too late now, it's awkward. I, <laughs> I, just, I feel a little awkward here to begin with. I, I think it's because I'm so tall. I wish I, it would help me if you guys, as I kind of tell my stories, if you just please picture me as a tiny Asian woman. <laughs> So I was at the nail salon today giving this lady a pedicure. <laughs> I said I was a tiny Asian. Never mind. I, I had a pretty good week. Um, it was the first time ever I had my lady friend move into my apartment. I've never lived with a woman before. Thank you for your encouragement. Uh, she's a conservative, so she doesn't put out, but um, she does. Uh, in, she does get into heavy petting which I totally enjoy, I'm totally fine with it. The only problem is it's only from the waist up, on the left side, between the elbow and the shoulder, but on the inside, where the nerve endings are. So, definitely like that. I like it so much, I kind of miss the days, you know, when I used to date, I was single, I used to go out, uh, take ladies on, uh, you know, to dinner and things like that. I, I didn't do very well, though. Um, I always, you know, at the end of the day, I always felt like I had to tell them something I wasn't true about myself to impress them. You know, I used to tell them I was a former child actor, former child star. I'd be like, you know, and sitting there, be like, you know, did you ever see uh, Steven Spielberg's E.T.? Like, I was, uh, I was the kid on the bike. Yeah. No, I lied. Yeah, but like, unfortunately, I tore my jeans on a chain, fell off, hurt myself, never worked again, retired, broken, penniless. So you'll probably have to pay for this meal, but. <laughs> Still really adorable at my old age. But every once in a while, I gotta be careful because sometimes you know they know you're, you know you might be lying, you know, and they'll be like, "So you were the kid with the red sweatshirt? You were on the bike?" And I'd be like, "No, I was the other kid on the handlebars. I had a mask and I was the alien. You probably don't recognize me." <laughs> I cover myself that way. I know it's a political year, you know, I see driving around, and I always see a lot of people with bumper stickers, and they say, you know, be careful, you know, with these people with bumpers. They have an aggressive profile, if you will. They wear their emotions on their automobiles. You'll be really worried. I mean, I'm completely different, you know, I have a completely different philosophy. Totally the opposite, you know, I like, I put my bumper stickers on the inside of my car, you know. <laughs> um, you know, so as, a, as an Uber driver, you know, that works out because then, you know, they don't really, you know, they find out about all my hangups once they're in the car. It's too late to do anything about it, like escape. You know, there's no coincidence that my passenger side interior door handle is inoperable. I need to get that fixed. But, uh, no, I don't really use it because I, I like bumper stickers, like, because I'm going to try to sway somebody's opinion. I kind of use it for, like, subtle way to, um, you know, get a free therapy session. It's kind of like an icebreaker, you know. Like the other day I was, uh, you know, eating a piece of uh, provolone cheese. I mean, my crotch was kind of itchy, you know. And I noticed like a few days later there was like a stench and I wasn't sure if the provolone incident caused it or not, but these passengers really helped me work through it. <laughs> nice about it. You know, therapy is expensive. It's not cheap. Um, you know, I, I'm getting a little older. I gain a little weight and stuff like that, but I don't, you know, really change my diet too much or anything. 
too much. My limit is, everyone has their limit. My limit is kind of like when I start looking like the guy in the pharmaceutical commercials that's thinking about taking a diabetes pill. Then I know maybe I need to start doing something. Um, so fun guys though, because you know, got this like man boob thing, you know, it never used to exist before. Nobody talked about it. You know, you had like Tom Selleck in the 80s. He was kind of, you know, big hairy chest, burly guy. He was like the sexiest man alive, you know, or like even David Hasselhoff, who in the 90s was kind of, you know, not, not that big, but he was considered a good looking man. He's you know, running on the beach, flapping around, you know, nobody said anything. But now it's a big problem, you know? So uh, I don't think it's an issue though. I think man boobs is just an appendage, uh, evolutionary appendage. I think at one time there were flappers and they helped slightly overweight men tread water. <laughs> I mean, like there's a natural, like, let's say there's like cavemen and cave women and they were in a bathing, you know, oh, you know, like in a, in a swamp, you know, and then a, a natural disaster happened or a storm rolled in. I mean, these slightly overweight men might have swam hundreds of these people to safety. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> We're not going to get credit for that, you know. So if anyone ever tells you, you know, for the gentleman out there, not me, you should be embarrassed by your man boobs. I would just say the only thing I'm embarrassed about is that my man boobs aren't big enough and that my family couldn't save more lives. <laughs> You know the challenge? You know if they're still being mean about a challenge, I'm in a swimming contest. You probably kick their ass. You know, but not a not a race, just like a floating contest. <laughs> Guys, my name is Patrick Bojanowski. <laughs> Coming to the stage, beautiful Valerie Roberts. Patrick, y'all. So I started doing online dating, found out something like 75% of people lie in their online profiles. Top two things men lie about, how much money they make, and how tall they are. But guys, you don't have to lie about that stuff. I'm 52 and I'm single. At this point, I date an unemployed leprechaun. <laughs> as long as he enjoyed traveling, listening to jazz, brought me some lucky charms once in a while. <laughs> One guy said he was looking for a virtuous woman. Then he spent half of our first date trying to stick his tongue down my throat. Yeah. So I said, well, you know, it's our first date. Maybe he was just nervous. We went out again. I'm not even gonna tell you what he was trying to stick down my throat this time. <laughs> Ugh, and he really should not have been trying to do it in the middle of that restaurant. <laughs> I was like, waiter, I'll just uh, have a salad. Uh, disgusting. We're going out again tomorrow. <laughs> you know, because you're really just trying to you know, find a connection with someone. <laughs> Like the guy who said, you know, I am way too old for games. I'm just a simple man looking for his future wife. It's like, perfect. I sent him a message. Your words really touched me, Big Dick 69. <laughs> Big Dick 69. Guys, why do you do that? 69? What are you, 12? Like, you would not believe how many guys put 69 in their profiles. They'll put it on anything, you know? Like, Virgo man, 69. What does that zodiac sign look like? Or something that shouldn't be on eighth grade math teacher, 69. Do 
do not let your kid take that class. <laughs> or something totally random like, I love avocado 69. <laughs> Good for you, but if I ever come to your house, I'm not eating that guacamole. <laughs> oh, so stop with the 69. Guys, if you really are looking for a wife, you gotta use something women like. Hardworking man 01, or pet doctor 2008, or FICO score 815. <laughs> There's my soulmate. Match.com sends me an email every day with the list of men I'm compatible with. But the other day, there was a woman on the list. Yeah, her profile said, I'm new to this. I, I still don't know what I'm doing yet. Obviously, since you're in the wrong place. You know, I was making fun of her until I realized our profiles were 99% compatible. <laughs> and her eyes were a certain shade of blue. And she made $150,000 a year. I'm not going out with her. Hell, I'm moving in with her. <laughs> Looking for this chick. My friend said, you know, you should just be a cougar. Just date younger guys. You know, it's not really my style. You know, I'm not a cougar. I'm more of a mountain lion. Every once in a while, I kill someone in the suburbs. <laughs> so I'm on blackpeoplemeet.com. Anyone else? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> what I found out is it's not just for black people. There's all kinds of people on there. They don't tell you that in the commercial. All kinds of people. Because I found out people go on there when they're in, an, you know, they're interested in an interracial relationship. You know, which I'm cool with. You know, I date everybody. Black, white, Latino, leprechaun, I don't care. <laughs> in fact, last week, this white guy sent me a really nice message on there. And his profile name was looking for my black queen. I was like, hey, 69. <laughs> We're going out next Saturday. So I've dated so many guys from these sites, I could come up with my own version of the seven dwarves. Gropey, creepy. Shorty, stinky, broke assy, still lives with his mommy, wearing an ankle bracelet y, parolee, a little serial killer y, makes horrible guacamole. That's my time, everybody. I'm Gallery Roberts. Come on, Tony.
are, if you just want to hear it again, it's there along with a lot of great interviews and other shows. So make sure you check that out as well. Once again, a big hand for everybody you saw. My name is Tony Bishop. Thank you very much. Good night.